Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Violetta Terpical, and she's the founder of Indigo Flow Financial Group. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. So tell us, what got you into doing financial advising and planning? Yes, I've been doing this work for 20 years, and uh, my background was I was born in China, and then I moved to Hong Kong. My parents were professors in China, but when they moved to Hong Kong, their credentials were not recognized. So they were forced into being business owners, but they never built a business to the point that it was sellable. So when my dad got really sick and my mom became his caregiver for eight years, when he passed away, nothing was left. So I was a teenager back then. It's just, I just you know, thought to myself, there's gotta be a better way that business owners can reap the benefit of the sacrifices so that eventually, they have something left uh, when they exit, either horizontally or vertically. Right? Then I got into consulting. Uh, I went, I came to the United States. I did my MBA in corporate strategy at University of Michigan. And then I worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers as a management consultant. Um, at that point, working for Fortune 100 companies were not as fulfilling because I couldn't connect the value that I provide on individuals and business owners' lives. So 20, 21 years ago, I stumbled upon financial planning and then I felt that, wow, that is sort of like consulting, but at an individual and small business owner level. So never looked back. It's been 20 years and um, that's why I'm very passionate about working with business owners who are either thinking about exiting in the future or maybe just planning to build to the point that it becomes a true business so that they will avoid the mistakes that, that my parents made. Right. So, you know, obviously going through it, and I think all of us, if we go through something like that, that that kind of gives us that drive and that passion and, and it gives us our, our why. Um, and, and going through this, so you really specialize with people, you know, like you said, that are thinking about exiting or, or building their business. So at some point that they can, um, what are some of the common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to building their business to be able to exit or sell or, or whatever? Yeah, that's a great question um, because the statistics have shown that, you know, Exit Planet Institute, they had a, a state of the owner's readiness study shows that 50% of business owners are over the age of 55. Uh, most of them will need to exit in the next three to 10 years. 76% plan to use their business as the primary source of retirement because they had their asset all tied up in the business. 99% um, of the owner agree that having a, a transition plan is important. However, only 20% have a plan in place and even worse, only 6% have a, you know, we call life after plan. And they also had another statistic so that I believe it's like 75% of owners regret one year after their exit. 
only 5% were happy with their net proceeds from the sale. So obviously, there's some pitfalls and mistakes that they made so that they regret, right? So I can point out, Gary, there are five common pitfalls. First one is the business owner treats a business exit as a one-time event. The various often would say, oh, it'll be five years from now, 10 years from now, or when I die. Therefore, I don't need to plan. But what we think is that it's a process. In fact, the process starts the day you start a business. I begin with the end in mind. The second pitfall is that they only consider planned or voluntary exit when they ignore the fact that a lot of times the exit is unplanned or involuntary. We call this the unexpected event uh, 5Ds death, disability, divorce, distress, disagreement between partners. Mm-hmm. Because these unplanned uh, exit can happen anytime, that's why you need to prepare from day one, right? The third pitfall is they procrastinate on planning for the exit until what they think will be one to two years before the planned exit. Um, partly because, of, again, they think it's a one-time event. Second is they don't think that there is an unplanned event. And then the other is maybe they're just overwhelmed. They don't know where to start. So in I'm a CIPA, Certified Exit Planning Advisor, in addition to being a certified financial planner. Um, in our world, we tell the business owner, exit strategy is good business strategy. Just like retirement planning is good financial planning because we're going to exit either horizontally or vertically at some point, right? And then we also advocate the business owner to think about exit or grow every 90 days, every quarter. Mm-hmm. So the fourth pitfall that uh, business owners have is that they think business exit, it's purely a business decision. You know, Gary, you and I will probably work more with the small to mid-sized business owners, not Fortune 100 companies, right? So for those size of businesses, the business is the owner and then the owner's personal finances are very tied to the business. Mm-hmm. So therefore there is the emotional, we call the owner's personal emo- emotional readiness, their personal financial readiness in addition to the business readiness. Very often they neglect that personal financial planning in fact should be the integral part of business exit planning. In fact, I would arguably say that that should be the first step to determine that personally as business owner, the family, how much the the family needs, wants, and wishes to have upon the exit, then plan backwards so that the business serve a personal purpose, right? And then you also have a target, how much you need to grow to what value at what time. The fifth pitfall is that a lot of business owners do not work with professional team. Hmm. You know, maybe they have you as a CPA only and they don't have a financial planner. They don't have a legal advisor. Or maybe they have me as a financial planner and they don't have a good CPA who is proactive like you guys, right? They're more just like backward looking and they don't have a legal advisor or they don't have insurance agent. They don't have other... Um, I think it's because they don't really know where to look for and what the criteria would be. And more importantly, I think they don't know who should be the quarterback or should be the primary advisor so that 
all advisors work as a team to give, you know, synergistic advice. Because if we each give the business owner our different opinion, we all have our own biases, right? Then the business owner gets confused because we're telling them different things. And once they get confused, they get frozen. So I think that will be the fifth, uh, the fifth pitfall is they don't have a good professional team that collaborate together to put them in the center and put the best interest first. Yeah, I think that the the you know number five, I'm I'm going to say, I mean, I think they're all important, but number five to me, it, you know, I'm I'm constantly preaching you have to build the right team so you can have the right plan. So then that way you're able to have open discussion because if you're talking to them about something from the financial plan or the or the, or the uh, exit strategy side, and I'm doing all the tax planning and work and things like that, we need to collaborate together because maybe they've talked to me about one thing and I'm going in one direction. You're telling them, you know, about something else and they're working on that. And when reality is we can pull this together and all work to kind of go in the in the same direction. But we also need the attorney involved and, and other professionals because, you know, again, they may say something to the attorney, oh, I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're not part of that discussion, we don't know it and we may be going down a totally different path. So, yeah. you know, it's it's definitely important to make sure that, that you do have that financial team talking. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're all looking at our angle, right? To give you one uh, one example, many business owners, they would write off a lot of personal expenses to lower uh, their income, therefore to lower the taxes. But if you think about from an exit planning perspective, either you go to the bank to loan money, either to buy a business or eventually you want to sell the business, you want to show your book to the potential buyer. You want to show a healthy profit, right? So there is a balance uh, with that. Or they work with a legal advisor who may advise them to form certain entity just for asset protection. But when you go through the transaction or thinking about exiting, there are different tax implications based on the type of entity, right? So then they may be in the wrong entity or they may have to rewind the entity early enough so that when they eventually sell the business, it's the most advantageous, tax advantageous to them, right? So that's the whole process about building, or even when they get closer to uh, to exit, that definitely we need to work uh, as a team together because there are some strategies that need to be in place, particularly if you're thinking about tax planning, before you even entertain yes. selling. Because if it's too close, a lot of the strategies are not available anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100% because... Like you're saying, then, then at what ends up happening is you're scrambling to try to to get something done, and at that point, it's it's too late. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no way that um, that person who is purchasing the business or your assets or whatever they're going to do, they you know they want it now, and you don't have time to to fix it. And then and then on top of it, lots of times what ends up happening is. Um, your business ends up getting undervalued just for the mm. purpose that you talked about because people are saying, you know, hey, my personal expenses, I have my kids on payroll and this, that, and another. Well, it's like, you know, again, 
yes, we can recast the numbers to help it, you know, look better, but it's really need to know, hey, look, I plan on selling this in X number, you know, of years. So then that way you can maximize the profit and make the business more saleable and more profitable um, for a buyer. Yeah. And then even if their exit is really far down the road, I say that, you know, they still need to have that in, in mind. Like I said, number one is involuntary um, exit can happen anytime. But second is that as business owners, that's why I'm very passionate about doing the personal readiness, personal financial planning first, mm-hmm. is that when you make a decision as a business owner, when you have some surplus how do you decide how much you reinvest into the business and how much you actually personally need to save, right? I call it moving from the business balance sheet onto your personal net worth statement, right? right? Because in the end of the day, all of us would be a human without personal net worth statement. We may not have a business, right? I own a business too. You know, I own a franchise, financial planning franchise. It is a business, right? You have to balance that is, Yes, you know, you want to put reinvest, you know, you know, hopefully you guys are helping them make decisions or reinvest, you know, buying equipment, buying asset, hiring people. But on the personal side, they also have to be reminded that personal financial independence is the end goal for most humans, most business owners, right? How do you balance that? That's why we all work together and say, okay, if you want to make a decision, maybe there's a personal decision you need to make too. So that you're building your personal net worth. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of that when, you know, people are going through, through those steps um, again, especially the involuntary, they're not, they're not thinking about that. I think the, the other piece of it is that um, many times people say, Oh, I own a business. And reality is Mm -hmm. they don't, they own a job. Yes. Um, and, and until you can start making that that clear distinction and like you said, that coming on to your personal financial statement, you own a job, you don't own a business. Yes, yes. Or sometimes a business owns you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the That's job the owns you, right? Right, right. Yeah. And the Gary, earlier I touched on the night, 75% of business owners regret. Um, so part of our mission in our practices is to help business owners avoid those regrets because we have seen so many business owners unretire or get back into, um, excuse me, the, the, the noise, um, you know, getting back into some kind of job or business. So they did a research. Actually, there are four main reasons for such regret. Mm-hmm. The number one is the owner does not have a clear life vision after the exit, they don't know who they are without the business, right? right? Particularly for those second generation, third generation, they grew up the business they inherited from the parents. Like that's all they know, right? Or some business they spend like 60, 80, 100 hours a week into the business that become their identity, right? right. So they don't, they have never learned how to spend time outside the business. Therefore, when they exit the business, they feel a sense of emptiness or sense of lack of purpose. So part of doing this, you know, quote unquote exit plan or value building is just to be proactive so that you get a sense, a fuller sense of who you are with or without the business. Like what the business role is in your life. 
right. particularly family. A lot of the business owners neglect their family, right? So, you know, then, you know, put the family and then look at all your values. The second is that business owners was not aware of all the exit options and they did not fully evaluate them. Very often when we talk to business owners, their default is I'm going to sell to my management or I'm going to pass down to my next generation. It would be great if you're financially ready. If you're not, I very often tell the business owner, like it or not, you probably need to sell because your personal net worth needs to be increased by a certain amount for you to be independent. You are not in the position to pass this to your management because they don't have the money to pay you, right? Or the next generation, right? So you actually need to know how ready you are financially before you make that decision. Second, they don't evaluate. It's they're purely just are not aware of the other options. They don't know they could sell to a strategic buyer. They don't know they could sell to a financial buyer. They don't know they can sell to their competitors, right? They, they never, uh, there is a book called Build to Sell. And then at the end of the book uh, or around that the author said, all these time I've been, finding the buyers for my product. And I realized that I was in the wrong market. I should be finding the buyer for my business. Right. Right. They never shop around at who can buy them. The third uh, reason they regret is that they are too attached to the business. Emotionally, physically, financially. Right. Right. I mentioned how many hours they spend in the business, how connected they are to the people that are involved, whether it's their employees, suppliers, you know, referral sources, right? That's their social network. And then also financially, they're very reliant on the business, right? So when they exit the business, they have a sense of, they still are so attached. I have a client who uh, sold his business. He went out and ran the office right next to his old office just to show up, do nothing. Yeah. Just to show up. So, oh, I'm going to manage my football team because he owns a football team. So that's my work. Like he is so attached to that commute, to that like he had to keep that office for a few years. Right. Right. And then the fourth reason an owner is unhappy is uh, that they are unhappy of how their employees are treated by the next generation of owners or how their clients were treated as by the next generations. That also tells me that they didn't take the time to build systems, to build policies, to train the next generation of management so that when they lift themselves out of the business, the business can still run as if they're still there. Right. So those are the reasons, you know, exit plan that we address. And then we also, you know, I'm a personal financial planner first, exit planner next is everything start from within. Uh, we have a mantra in our practice, my first business next. Okay. Look at your life first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that, I mean, you know, this has definitely been a lot of, a lot of information that we've, that we've gone over and talked about this. And I think if not anything, people have gotten, okay, just because I own a business doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to sell someday and get what I want for it and stuff. And we really need to plan for it. But what have I not asked you that you wish I had? I know that's a very broad. Could you can go anywhere with that? Because there, there's. I would say that. <laughs> um, I you might have asked me like, why or how a business problem is always a personal problem, uh, for small business owners. 
Mm -hmm. uh, when you ask them, they always say, I have a business problem, right? Taxes or employee, that's a big one. Marketing, right. sales, right? Um, if you ask them why this problem is important to you and you add five times, it's a classic problem solving approach, right? Inevitably, it will arrive at a personal problem. Mm -hmm. Employee problem, why is it? Well, I spend too much time. Okay, why is that a problem? Why I'm not spending enough time with my family? Why I pay my employee too much? I'm not paying myself enough, right? Why is that important? Well, I can't pay my bills. I can't save for my retirement. Why is that important? Well, I cannot pay for my kids' education. I can't take care of my mom. Right. By the time you ask the third or fourth why, it becomes a personal problem. Um, so I think every time as advisors, like as business advisor we are, I think we have to connect to the personal uh, side to then they will be more motivated to solve those problems. Right. right. I totally agree with that. Um, if people like what they hear and they would like to talk to you about, you know, planning for exit strategies and things like that, how can they reach out to you? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, I do have LinkedIn. You know, they can connect me with LinkedIn. I know my, my name is a handful to spell, you know, Violetta Turpolat. But if you type in Violetta Turpolat, CFP, I'm the, the only one on LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> uh, my website is also violetturpolat.com or indigoflowfinancialgroup.com. They can find me that too. Or our office number is 916 787-9988 if they want to call our office. Just any questions, you know, it doesn't have to be even the exoplane, just any question, retirement plan, anything about money, right? They can right. contact us or they can contact you. Right. That maybe you can pass. Yep. And I could definitely put our information with you for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So I really appreciate your time and appreciate, you know, what you had to say. I think it's very important for the business owners to understand that that there are specialists like you that are out there that they need to have part of their of their team uh, to make sure that they're maximizing you know their profits in their business and and when they go to sell. Yeah, or even we should not sell, just become sellable because they may right. not even sell, right? Just treat it as an entity. There is a book uh, by Dan Sullivan called "Who Not How." I know a lot of business owners get very overwhelmed with such information that we give them. I would encourage the business owner, very first step is to get the right professionals on their team, yep. right? If you are the one who's proactive CPA or a financial planner who's financial life planner, not just a an investment advisor, or they somehow know something about a business exit planning or a legal advisor who's more proactive, when they have the who, the who's will bring the how to them. Right. Then they can focus on the how of the business rather than the rest, right? They can just enjoy the how because they love what they do in the business, right? And let the professional advisor to bring the how to them. Right. Sounds great. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Gary. Sure. This week, our guest was uh, Violetta Turpolik. And she's the founder of Indigo Flow Financial Group. Thank you, and I'll see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.